What you think? You think I'm actually gonna wear a Mets shirt? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast. Uh, this is a weekly pop culture podcast where three brothers tackle all the pop culture stuff that's on everybody's mind. Uh, this week we're doing something a little different, but before we do that, we like to talk about what we've been getting into throughout the week. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, last night I watched Mank, David Fincher's new film. It's on Netflix. It's all in black and white, starring Gary Oldman, Charles Dance, Amanda Seyfried, uh, about Herman Mankiewicz, the man who wrote Citizen Kane for Orson Welles, and how he was a debilitating alcoholic, and also how uh, Citizen Kane was based on a time where Herman Mankiewicz spent a weekend, it seems, at uh, William Randolph Hearst's house in Central California at Hearst Castle, and uh, how he learned to uh, sort of despise the old man. And uh, it's... I'm going to be honest, guys, I didn't love it. It's the, probably the first David Fincher movie that I've watched that I was like, I don't, don't like this movie. <laughs> it's, I didn't hate it. I think that I struggle a lot with... It's, I mean, it's clearly like a love letter to old Hollywood, you know, like it's an old Hollywood screenwriter walking around California drunk and he's all intelligent and, uh, you know, all the rich people are assholes and uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I struggle a lot when people are just kind of like celebrating times for being old or something. I don't know. It just, it was really slow. It didn't, it didn't. It didn't super work for me. Uh, did either of you guys watch it after I, rec- I told you? No. no, I watched. I watched a true, true Hollywood classic, and I'll get into that on my turn. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, I mean, I, I can't say that I don't recommend it. It's getting great reviews, and I thought it was. It's. I mean, Gary Oldman's an incredible actor. Um. Uh, you know, it has David Fincher behind the camera, which is hard to beat. Um. Hold on, hold on. Did I introduce you guys? I didn't introduce you guys, did I? <laughs> no, not not even a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, who who am I talking to? Which one of you is which? Yeah, Brian here. I'm the one with the really manly voice. And the other one? Uh, Jeff, uh, the one with an even more manly voice. I've actually been told that we sound, that Brian and I sound a lot alike. He's doing the uh, the Chris Pratt thing from... from uh, what was it Avengers where he's Infinity trying to mock me I'm the Chris Hemsworth in this situation um, he's copying my voice he even gives himself an accent that he's never had before <laughs> <laughs> this is my voice this is how I, I talk I know most of you guys don't uh, know what Brian looks like so just picture Chris Hemsworth in uh, Endgame you know the drunk fat one yeah <laughs> I don't have a rebuttal just, just move on I'm <laughs> okay. I mean I'm the drunk one um, I'd still be okay. Anyway, with that. Chris Hemsworth still pulls it off somehow. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Um, anyway, Mank, it's good. I, I mean, it was a good movie. It's just, it's really slow, and I guess it's just not the kind of film that I'm into anymore. I don't know. I think I was way more. I w- if I'd seen this movie when I was in college, I probably would have been like, "This is the best movie of all time, guys." But now, I don't feel that way. Um, who wants to go second? I probably should just to show the the true depth and range of the pop culture that we consume here on this podcast. Uh, I watched a true Hollywood classic uh, the last two nights, and that would be The Legend of Joe Dirt. Uh, my wife you watched I, it two nights in a row. Well, she fell asleep, so we had to <clears throat> pause, pause, and come back. I, I couldn't really watch the rest of that by myself. It's one that you really have to see all the way through. Uh, so anyway, um, obviously, while he's over there making himself miserable with a movie he doesn't like, I was truly enjoying a trip down memory lane, a 2001 film called Joe Dirt uh, with David Spade is absolutely incredible, still holds up, still funny. Um, I've been quoting it since we turned it off. It's just a, it's a classic. So um, if that makes you just get an itch to go, uh, you know, rent Joe Dirt on Amazon or something, I highly recommend it. Uh, it doesn't not for me at least (laughs) (laughs) and uh, by the Um, way by the way uh, Jamie Presley and uh, whoever plays Brandy like wow 
that's Margot Robbie from 2001. Yeah, uh, it's crazy, right? It looks exactly weird, like Margot dude. Robbie. It's weird. And yeah. it's funny because Anna turned around and was like, wow, that chick looks like Margot Robbie like a lot. I was like, yeah, dude, it's uncanny. Yeah, it really is. Um, Kathleen and I were watching, tried watching uh, My Name is Earl. We were go- trying to find a sitcom to watch, and she's on that show. And the whole time I was like, wow, she looks like Margot Robbie. Yeah, like, she's weird. the American Margot Robbie. It really is strange how much they look alike. It's it's impressive. Um, yes, Mar- uh, Jamie Presley is very beautiful. And the chick who plays Brandy is also very beautiful. She became like a bodybuilder. And yeah, then she was they, like in really good shape in white chicks, I seem to remember. She's super ripped. Um, she's like a super muscular, like really into fitness. And um, she shows up in um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. One of the characters is gay, and she shows up as a pre-op trans man. So it's a man or woman. So it's a man transitioning to a woman. So it's a, she. it looks like her. But the joke is that she has a penis still, but like she looks incredible, like she's super beautiful and like super ripped. And I don't know, it's she, it's yeah. So that's where she shows up. <laughs> that's where she's it been. Just, I don't have anything else to say. Um, uh, yeah, I. It's just she. That's where she's been for the last while. Um, Jeff, what have you been watching? Uh, last okay. night I watched a film Tyler told me to never watch in my life i don't know if he remembers telling me this but i watched a movie called blue valentine brian have you heard of this no i told you never to watch that yeah i, like I, that I didn't movie. know if you remember. yeah I, you told me back when it came out in 2010 i think you went out and saw it on a date or something and it was like a horrible date film um i uh no, i did not watch it on a date i think i watched it after a breakup <laughs> and it made me almost suicidal <laughs> it's so sad it is it is a sad movie um <laughs> It's good. I mean, it's it's funny because like half the movie feels like you know a Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling rom com. Say uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Gosling. Ryan Gosling rom com. Oh my God, this is dangerous. <laughs> um, new porn name I call it. But it's wait. Uh, Ryan wait no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> oh my God, that's a brand new one. You've never heard it before, folks. That was original. <laughs> Those are rare. Those are rare. Mark the moment. Anyway, um, <laughs> he fucked me up. Um, <laughs> Essentially, it's the story of two people who it's the the first half of a romantic comedy, and then what the part that you don't see, which is thirty years later, they're married, they have a kid, he's bald and fat, and she's got like terrible hair, and they're trying to save their marriage, and it's just not working out. Yeah, right? It's like it's like the beginning and end of their relationship playing out simultaneously, and right. I, I'm a fan of sad movies, but I know I, I wouldn't recommend watching it with it. See, so you could watch one of those two, or you could just laugh your ass off watching Joe Dirt for the hundredth time. So I don't know, make your choice, but I know mine. But Jeff, did you actually enjoy it? Or oh, I thought it was incredible. Think, really? Yeah. Just because it's sad, or is no, your I whole mean, thing like the most sadness they can fit into a film? Like that's yeah. like, like Brian's is the most weird raunchy comedy from the 2001 area of time you could fit into a film. I'm into it. Me, it's the most quiet, plotting nature of a black and white film. And for you, it's just make me cry a lot. And no, I'm I didn't. In. I didn't cry. Um, I didn't even sure didn't. No, I didn't. It was uh, it was only like two two or three films made me cry in my life, but. Uh, Anyway, um, no, it was uh, it was sad, but no, I, mean, I thought it was a really interesting take. I like how grounded in reality was. I mean, a lot of people watch those films and just be like, "Oh no, it's you know too close to reality to be enjoyable." But uh, I really appreciate it when you know the writer can capture something uh, true. You know, it's I don't think it's that difficult to write something fantastical that people are like, "Oh, that was fun distraction from normal life." But when you're able to capture real life in such a you know grotesque and real way. I don't know, man. I did like I don't. I think that both are true. I think it's difficult. I think it's very difficult to write kind of fantasy that can act as escapism, or at least in film, how to capture that. Because like we've seen Aragon or Artemis Fowl, like those were attempts at doing that. And if it was easy, those movies wouldn't have sucked, right? I mean, Artemis Fowl was directed by Kenneth Branagh, like a man who's directed like. Oscar winning films, right? Yeah, and, and The Last but, Airbender was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. So Exactly. Like, I, so they, they it's not 
it's but not that's so more of easy. a poor that's more of a poor adaptation of a something else that was good. Like there is a good story there that someone just poorly adapted. I think those. Did you think that different. that was easy for Christopher Paolini to write? Yes, we've talked about how much he oh, okay. stole from other franchises. <laughs> I guess that's a bad example. <laughs> I mean, it's not that anyway. easy to come up with new names for those same characters. <laughs> <laughs> just change the pronunciation of traditionally Chinese names. <laughs> um, I actually just read an article this morning when I was laying in bed. Did you guys know that the girl who played the the princess in the Last Airbender like movie also voiced the female love interest from Legend of Korra? Same oh, actress really? was it? Yeah, so she kind of redeemed herself in a way like she was in that terrible adaptation and then came back and played a fan favorite character in the ser- in the second series which i think is cool for her good for her um jeff if you like those kind of sad relationship movies you should watch a movie called like crazy it's got anton yelkin and uh help me out who played Jin or so in rogue one uh, oh, felicity um, felicity jones jones that's the movie that kind of like put those two on the map for me and it's a it's a really low budget uh, indie romance it's um it's really good really sad uh really 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 realistic to the point that the director was also the writer of the movie um only had like 20 pages of script and basically it was like here's where this this scene's gonna take place and here's the beginning of this scene and here's the end of this scene all of the rest of it is just the two playing their characters and just talking hmm. right like have like they ha- they know where they have to get by the end of the scene and so it, the rest of it is basically improv sounds and like it's not comedy it's what sounds like a lot of reshooting no i don't think it was it's it's really good and also um jennifer lawrence before she was famous before she got like any of the, her major mo- like winter's yeah. bone or any of the movies that put her on the map she plays like a side character and it she just like pops up for like two scenes huh. which is really weird um it's really good i've watched it several times that one is really sad and also makes you really question uh the idea of relationships and uh being happy uh, in all, total it really when i showed it to kelly we both kind of looked at each other different for a few weeks we we're like huh i don't know about this <laughs> <laughs> um anyone else got anything that they want to recommend uh, or that brian, they watch this week brian and i did our are closing in on completing a uh zombies easter egg yeah if, if anyone out there is listening that is like a whiz on uh call of duty black zombies and we're talking about the zombie edition game not i don't know how to specify that anymore but well we're playing black ops 3 the the, the zombie chronicles edition is only for the black ops 2 and 1 maps that were remastered so we're actually just into black ops 3 territory now but oh there you go we are so close i mean like we're <laughs> it's like it's like running a race and looking at the finish line and then just like a a rogue fan comes out of nowhere and just lays you the fuck out. <laughs> like, we are right there, man. Like, or your legs give out from under you and you're just trying to crawl there. Like, we are just hitting the end over and over. And it got to the point yesterday where Jeff just rage quit on me. He was like, I can't I can't go another round tonight. I think we got to take a night I off because I'm I didn't pissed. rage quit. I just didn't queue up for a fourth round of a two-hour game. Spent our whole day Jesus playing. And Christ, gonna, how much and we literally spent much time. We lit. Well, I'm I'm on uh, hiatus from school until January, so I, I have plenty of time on the weekends. It's nice, but uh, yeah, we literally spent all day playing, and then right at the end, we couldn't get a max ammo. Like we'd done everything right, couldn't get a max ammo. We both died. <laughs> We're like, are you kidding me? Anyway, and then we so got. Like, if there's three. any Call of Duty zombies people out there, if you know somebody, send them our way. Uh, we need help. Mayday. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I got some quick news I wanted to talk about. If that's okay with you guys, I wanted to see get your opinions. Or the one thing I wanted to bring up, HBO or Warner Brothers announced that they are going to be releasing concurrently all of their films on HBO Max and in theaters because most of the United States uh, theaters are not back open. Uh, I haven't been to a theater all year and it, I've been losing my mind. Um, so, what do you guys think about that? I mean, Brian, you sent us a list earlier in the week 
Um, are there any of those that you guys are really excited to see? Um, I mean, shoot, man, we're, we don't have a ton of holiday plans. I didn't take a single PTO day from work. You know, I, I don't see why we wouldn't uh, do Wonder Woman right when it comes out. December 25th. We're doing it. We're going to do Wonder Woman next week, I think. Wonder Woman 1 and then Wonder Woman 2. And we, we were joking around with it. Like when I pulled it up, I had showed it to Anna first, that list on Reddit of all their movies. First off, King Kong versus Godzilla. Like, who's the genius? I mean, I, I'm <laughs> fully in. I'm very fully ready for that. In. I'm, I'm kind of hoping, <laughs> hoping that at some point King Kong finds a way into a, uh, uh, a gorilla style Pacific Rim mecha suit. And then he goes in with that. Well, you know and the Pacific Rim. <laughs> Pacific Rim is also owned by Warner Brothers. Oh dear so, God! Yeah, I really want them to do Pacific Rim um, versus King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> I, think I can only so get sad. so excited. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So when I saw that one slated for like July, I'm I'm fully ready to go. But at the same time, uh, yeah, we were like, why wouldn't we just you know like shut off the lights like close the blinds kind of make it movie theater style and then like have some freaking popcorn ready and and just treat it like almost like pretend like almost sad but like treat it like we're in an actual movie theater you know you and anna are coming over to our house for christmas right well that was my plan before i found out wonder woman's coming up (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) i was gonna say we can just put it on and we can all watch it together there you go it's like a two-hour film i feel like you guys are talking about blocking out your entire day for watching a film you just told me that you played four rounds, two-hour sessions yeah. of a video game. Yeah, I'm not planning on <laughs> rewatching Wonder Woman six times. Like, I'm just going to watch the movie once and say, wow, that was bad. Um, it's getting great Ooh. reviews. I don't understand why you're It just looks so weird. Like, I don't know. I, I, from, from what you told me about the film, it looks, I don't know, has potential. But from what I've seen about the film, it doesn't look enticing. Here's the thing. There's, there's, there's not enough uh, sad fat Ryan Gosling in a shower in this movie so <laughs> I'm not in um, <laughs> drinking a beer while taking a shower that's that's the one scene of, from that movie that I really there's, remember there's a, funny, like, there's a funny line where he's talking to his wife and his, and his wife's like you drink a beer before 8am before you go off to work and he's like no I get to drink a beer before 8am think about how great a job I have <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like damn that's depressing Yeah, that's very funny um, anyway um, I don't. What do you guys think about this? I, I I've been thinking about it a lot. I think that this decision is eight or is Warner Brothers making a serious play for taking down Netflix. Netflix came into the internet and revolutionized the way that we view like consumption of film and TV. Right? It it changed things by creating like taking the YouTube model and making it for TV and movies. Right? And ever since, every other network and, and major company has been trying to play catch-up, right? Taking their stuff from Netflix. But the thing is, Netflix has this staying power. But Netflix just raised their prices to seventeen ninety nine a month. Really? That's that's almost the same price as cable. Did I get notified of that? I'm a very disgruntled... I get notified of it. It's my account. <laughs> uh, um, well, thank you for notifying me. Yeah. Um, so... I uh like and HBO Max is 10.99 a month, Disney Plus is 8.99 a month. Like Disney is clearly making a play by making it cheaper and releasing everything that Disney owns, which Disney owns a lot, right? But so does Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is seeing what fans are calling Disney to do. D- fans have been saying, "Disney, release these Marvel movies, release this shit that we want to see." on Disney Plus we're already paying you and Disney's like no 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 you're going to pay Disney Plus and then you're going to pay for a full price ticket when we decide to release this shit and that's it Warner Brothers is seeing that and is like no we're just going to release everything on HBO Max and in theaters and they're going to gain a lot of subscribers by doing that also they took away the 7 day free trial on their app so basically you sign up you're signing up for a contract like you're in you know, so the Wonder Woman's not going to cost extra. Is that what I'm hearing? No, it's free. Oh, with wow. our subscription, all of these are. From what I understand, that's what they're doing, and it's only for one month. Each one of them is only releasing for one month on their subscription service, and then they're going to be behind pay, like you know, paywalls. You know, they go back to Amazon and shit. But I mean, what they're doing is they're telling people you're signing up for HBO Max, and we're getting that money from you every month. 
because you're going to want to see these movies. And that's what Netflix does, right? Like Netflix doesn't make you pay extra to see their movies. They just release them on Netflix. And most of the time they don't even give you an announcement that they're releasing them. They just shadow drop them, right? Like they just let them show up, right? Like they just released Big Mouth season four. I didn't even know it was coming. Also Big Mouth season four, major recommend. That show's incredible. I love it. I think it's so funny. Um, but yeah, I just I think that this is Warner Brothers really making a play to push Netflix out or or to take back their subscribers from Netflix. Because here's the thing, Netflix is very weak in um, in uh, in the way of established properties. Like they they don't have any major like Warner Brothers has all the DC stuff. It has all the Harry Potter stuff. It has you know whatever the old Lord of the Rings movies, all of that, all the Warner Media stuff, right? Disney has all the Marvel stuff, plus all of the stuff that came from Fox. Like, they have a lot now. But Netflix doesn't really have anything in the way of established properties. I mean, even Amazon has made a play for it, right? Buying Lord of the Rings rights. No one... Netflix is not kind of keeping up in that regard. They're trying to give money to creators. Like, they signed David Fincher to a major deal. They they signed uh, Weiss and Benioff to a, to a... Um, to a major deal right like they're signing creators to their side to create new ip i think that hbo doing this is them kind of putting the final nails in netflix's coffin because netflix is in a lot of debt they've taken out a lot of loans they've taken out a lot of funding to become the powerhouse that they are and by far they're the most popular streaming service still but they're also the streaming service that's in the most debt and is raising their prices to become exactly what we left cable to get away from right that makes sense any thoughts on that yeah i mean personally like my one of my favorite things so i was the, the era that i was most excited for netflix was back when they were dealing with marvel and creating marvel content like i've we've talked about daredevil on the show before i was talking to brian about punisher earlier this week because i thought that uh, john bernthal in daredevil season two was incredible um and like i love the luke cage iron fist i wish had been done differently um but uh <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that there was some real opportunity to expand there. It's an unfortunate that those never uh, got brought into the greater Marvel continuity. And it's, you know, definitely hashtag save Daredevil. I know that there's a campaign for people trying to bring Daredevil back now um, with Charlie Cox yeah. still in the lead. Um, because the rights reverted back to Marvel. But I think that they want to do something more with those characters and Kevin Feige. Anyway, that's just a whole other thing. We could talk about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I personally, I don't have any shows going on through Netflix right now. I, I went to go back and watch uh, Cheers was a show that I had started, uh, I don't know, months ago, years ago. I don't know. It was like last year. Um, sure. And I'd watched like the first four or five seasons. I was looking for something funny. I was like, oh, I'll continue watching it. And it's it's off Netflix. And Friends is going, I think Friends is off Netflix. I think The Office is going off Netflix January 1st. And like, yep. Like, the, yep, everything is, is leaving. And I don't, like, I see Netflix put out a new show or a movie every, like, month or so. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, I'm just not drawn in. You know, there's other stuff at this point. Everyone else is caught up. And I don't. And it's surpassing. It's surpassing. I mean, HBO Max is doing like hbo has already been like the best tv sh ch network right like it's already been like i most of the stuff i watch is in hbo is hbo right but netflix whole thing was that they had they were the only source and now that hbo is on the internet and they've developed their own streaming service you know out of it like it's not just hbo go anymore like they've created their whole other thing they are blowing every other place out of the out of the water like they're just producing so much content that is such high quality and so well funded that it's just i don't know how anyone's going to catch up You're talking i mean about i, I have theory? no i'm never talking about that show again um did you finish it no <laughs> I'm, I'm like begging kelly every night i'm like please can we just watch something else <laughs> um but anyway yeah i just i think that this is very interesting and i'm excited to see what it what it does because i mean when Disney Plus was announced, everybody was like, oh, how can anyone compete? And Disney has 
blown it with this release. Like Disney Plus is so not worth the money. I can't believe you're still paying for it, Jeff. Like all that they have on it is the Mandalorian. It's the only thing worth it. And all they do is they keep telling us that it's going to be worth it eventually. But it's like HBO shows us what like this shit is worth it. You know what I mean? Like there's so much good content to watch on it. And like Disney Plus is just not releasing that. So are you are you concerned that Disney Plus won't release that? Because I could see somebody holding on, expecting them to like they have the rights to so much good stuff that it's not a stretch to think that they could produce good stuff going forward. And Mandalorian is just paving that path for them, right? Mandalorian's great, and when they're they the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out by now. WandaVision was supposed to come out by now. Obviously, extenuating circumstances prevented them from filming the rest of their season, so they've had to push them back. But once more stuff like the thing is hbo released ready to go right it was a fully cooked bird disney released and all they offered us was all the movies we've all already seen a a thousand times and then the mandalorian and then mandalorian season one was eight episodes ended and then it was like i mean did any of you watch anything on disney plus after mandalorian season one ended for like six months yeah anything i'm I'm watching don't you uh, don't you think that that's maybe covid related like Sure, it is a little bit, but they also weren't ready. They weren't. They didn't have anything lined up, whether COVID or not, right? Like, they didn't have anything prepared. What were you going to say, John? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched uh, the X-Men 1992 cartoon. I watched Gargoyles. I watched – I'm watching right okay. now Ultimate Spider-Man, which is like a five-season Spider-Man cartoon. I, as, along with sad movies, I also love cartoons. Sure, you're real weird. Um, I. Uh... And you're watching Star Wars Rebels right now. Yeah, I, I also like cartoons. I just skip the sad movies part. No, well, I'm I saying, I'm saying you're watching Disney movies. Plus right now is, is my purpose. Is my I, I haven't been, though. I, I mean, I watched two seasons of Star Wars Rebels, and I haven't watched it since. But, um, And that's only because The Mandalorian's back, and it's whet my appetite for more Star Wars. Anyway, my point is, Disney, like, Warner Brothers is making a real play by making this decision, right? Like, they're really, like, they know that this is going to lose them money, in but in the long run, it's going to... Sh- establish more subscribers to their streaming service right like they're making a huge push for people to pay attention to them and gain a lot of subscribers and they're gonna i mean they're gonna take i think they're gonna take a lot of the percentage a lot of the population from the internet on their streaming services i I will say this about the hbo max uh subscription service or streaming service their user interface is pretty terrible um yeah it's not perfect but like, Amazon is just like is I fucking hate that epi- that like when I fall asleep watching a TV show and now I'm on a future episode I go to click on that episode to like click more episodes so I can go back to the episode that I fell asleep on and I can't I have to go back to the search bar and do the little shitty search bar to click on the, the show it's it's miserable I mean I think it's yeah it's not a perfect system anyway that's what I wanted to talk about I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on it uh, as more movies come out um we're definitely going to do a Wonder Woman episode. Maybe we'll just combine the two. Maybe I'll just make you guys watch the first one again so that we can talk about it when we do the second one and we'll just do a whole full Wonder Woman episode. I do have uh, to I do have to uh, say uh, that since this is a pop culture pop culture podcast, Ready Player 2, the book, the sequel to Ready Player 1 did just come out last week. Um I, yeah. I know that Did many you read any of the excerpts for it. <laughs> no, I just know that uh, Ready Player One was a massive, massively celebrated book within uh, pop culture fans. It's not good. I read it. It's not good. I'm not gonna read Ready Player Two. I don't really like Ernest Klein. Sorry, Mr. Klein. You're not my favorite type of author. I've read Armada. I've read a lot of your books, uh, just because I read a lot. But I don't. Um, I don't really. I think that he relies way too much on um nostalgia on nostalgia yeah it's like i mean if you read any of the excerpts from ready player 2 like i think the first page someone leaked the first took a picture of the first page and put it on twitter and it like got spread if you took out all of the reference all the sentences that contain references there'd be like five words in the whole page because it's all like i get into the elevator and i see 13th floor his favorite uncelebrated movie from 1999 i see uh, blah blah blah. I put in the code nine five seven five whatever the eight six seven five three oh nine. Yeah, exactly. I put in the code and and it's just all fucking references and like that's all the first book was. It was just like two four six oh one a guy 
a guy going through like the author is just going through wikipedia and being like what else do nerds like oh here we go and he just throws that in and it's see, just see if if your claim is that that's bad no i'm not saying it's yeah, bad i'm just saying it's like. not my style and okay. i'm not giving because i was gonna I say think... then we need to light up taylor swift for making her money off love songs we need to uh, you know because that's all she does so so what I'm saying is if someone has one particular niche that they hammer to make but their what, success, that's What fun. talent is required just to like just it or reference not. other people's art? Like in your – if your book is built on the success of other books, if it, like is, is the purpose of Ready Player One and Ready Player Two for nerds to sit down and be like, huh, I get that reference. Huh, I get that reference. Also, it's not even subtly hidden, right? Like he's not like – he, the 13th floor and then you wonder is that a reference to the 13th floor of the movie like what is that well, a movie about virtual reality like okay is that what that they're referencing they must be right it's an easter egg no he literally is spelling out for you he get, he tells you the reference and then explains why it's a reference and then moves on to the next reference like that's what he does through the whole story that's what ready player one was and don't get me started on the movie it's basically watching steven spielberg masturbate to pictures of steven spielberg I like the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta, uh, you know, be in contrast to you there because I think it's, uh, I think it's entertaining, and honestly, it's probably for the reasons that uh, that you're hating it for because, you know, it's it's fun to all of a sudden see them running into a battle, and all of a sudden, you know, my wife, who's a big Xbox enthusiast, sees the freaking Master Chief crude like ripping up the freaking hillside, shooting guns, like woo, and then all of a sudden. You know they've got the uh, the Gundam robot and he's ripping stuff up and I'm like, you know, it, I was enjoying the crap out of it. I, th I, I thought the kind of the stuff where they were going through um, the Shining, the Shining. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it was fine. I don't know. I, I didn't really have a problem with it. To be honest I mean, with you, but my biggest like, there's some major plot holes in that film. Like the fact that the secret to the first level is going backwards, like as if millions of people wouldn't have tried that on the first day. Like, that is such a known video game concept that no way in hell is he the first person to ever think. You don't even need a you know, audio cue from the creator. You could just be like, all right, I'm yeah, going to try to go you're telling me that someone didn't just do it by accident yeah. and go, huh, I wonder what I wonder what happens if or I just keep going. Some guy was like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm going to drive backwards this round because I've died 50 million times. See what happens? Because I've done that yeah. before. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit ridiculous. Um, anyway, I just think... Uh, I don't how did we even get oh Jeffrey brought up Ready Player, Ready Player 2 um, I'm not going to read it I read the first one I mean if you guys want to read it I'll let you borrow it or have it to be honest I don't need it in my shelf it took me like six hours to plug through it it's really not a very long book it's a really easy read um, it just sort of you know whatever some people really like the, that easy nostalgia adventure shit and like I, th I thought it was fine when I read the book and then when I saw the movie I really kind of went back and really thought about it and was like man maybe I maybe I hated this I don't, <laughs> I don't know maybe I really didn't like this <laughs> um, anyway I uh, let's get into the main topic um, Brian you had the idea for this topic this week why don't you introduce it uh, sure yeah so this came up um, the other day on a walk and I, I the idea started to run wild in my head um, and I'll lay it out there and then I'll explain where it came from. Essentially the concept is you take a, um, we'll probably focus on movies here, but I guess we could do uh, books as well or pretty much anything with the story, but um, something that's maybe in its current form a little bit more lighthearted and then you focus on parts of it that give the story potential to be a darker story. Um, it might be something that's kind of glossed over. Uh, but if it got expanded on, all of a sudden you'd be like, whoa, this took a turn down dark road. And uh, basically it got mentioned in a conversation uh, with uh, on a dog walk. And then I started thinking about it. And I remember coming across a, um, a post on Reddit one time that was talking about how uh, friends might actually be uh, the story of Phoebe being a, a psycho homeless woman that like imagines herself having friends. And that's like the whole storyline have you guys ever seen that post or heard of that before yeah i have so the idea is you expand on some of the darker stuff you see like her having like a like an evil twin sister and you realize or like that theory takes it you know to where it's actually her reflection in a store window 
and how she like despises herself and there's like this whole thing about it where it's all of a sudden it's like this twisted thing that you when you're looking at it through a different lens um, i just quickly want to point out that your you guys made fun of me for for the inception me taking inception <laughs> and focusing on it and ter- doing exactly this and you guys have been making fun of me for three weeks over that no you and did now you want it to be the topic you said it was your <laughs> you favorite did. film because yeah, yours of that yeah, yours is different. I didn't because yours had more of a. Uh, uh, I'm sitting in English class in high school trying to understand why Shakespeare wrote a line when I know damn well if I went back in time and asked him, he'd be like, "I just wrote it, man. Like, what are you looking at it so hard for?" Like, that's what you were doing. This is more having fun with, you know, focusing on darker parts of storylines. I also want to mention that I was the one that said the Notebook is mm. is if you look at it a different you way want, you want to jump into it killer. go ahead so so let's start there yeah that's a good one okay i mean i already said it do, do we have more we'll, to say? Ex- we'll explain notebook. why notebook's a good one let's dive into it a okay bit. let's talk about let's talk about how they meet in the notebook we're talking about isn't he is ryan gosling on a date ryan gosling he's doing something yeah <laughs> is he on a date at uh the... no i think he's with his buddy yeah he's, he's so with... he's at the fair and he sees a girl on a date who's very beautiful and becomes so infatuated with her that he threatens to kill himself if she won't go on a date with him while she's on a date. And then she agrees, and then a love story comes from that? I'm sorry. Nope. That's all in his head. I mean, there's, there's wrote, more. There's I more. wrote you every day for a year. A yeah, and I, wrote, I got a restraining order, you fucking psycho. I mean, if, if, <laughs> there's more to that, too, because she also refuses to go on that date she's like i was forced into it i'm not gonna go so then over he and over and over and over and over again so then refuses. he so then he gets his best friend to set him up on a double date and the double date's not going well so he's like oh i don't want to ride in the car i want to go for a walk and then he goes and lays down in the street like he's acting super psychotic and weird and so she just we're talking about the first five minutes of the movie here i mean go a little bit further with it too i mean he, the guy literally comes home from war and is just obsessing over her like to the point that he bought the house that they fucked in and remodeled it <laughs> for her i didn't even think about that she's like is this is this the house and he's like mm-hmm. this is where i lost my virginity he watched his best friend die and then lost his dad while he was all alone with no one to support and then built like a little love mausoleum, like a little Taj Mahal. <laughs> love mausoleum, is that what you were going to say? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what the Taj Mahal is, right? Anyway, um, basically built a Taj Mahal to this girl that he dated for like two months and never moved on. It I is. wrote you every day for a year. That's a lot, dude. Yeah, that's so. That's three hundred and sixty-five letters. So unanswered. What does it say about her psyche, <laughs> though? Like, if you really explored this, what does it say about her that she wants him? After all that, like, what syndrome are we talking here? No, I don't know. Like, it's, she, it's it's some kind of twisted game that like he. It's weird to me that that's like. In middle school and high school, that was every girl's favorite movie. Every girl I talked to, no matter what, like, and I was in like the like deep, deep, deep into the punk music scene in the Bay Area, and even in that scene of like emo girls and punk girls who were like super brutal, most of them, their favorite movie was The Notebook. <laughs> I don't understand who. Like, no girl wants a guy to be that pathetic. I'm sorry. Like every girl wants Ryan Gosling. Yes, I get it. He's very handsome. And that's the only reason that that movie works is because yeah. you got Ryan it's Gosling. It's cute because he's good looking. It's crazy right. if he's not. Exactly. It is insane if it, it's horrifying if he's not. And honestly, I guarantee you <laughs> if that actually happened to a girl and Ryan Gosling was the one doing it, <laughs> Ryan Gosling would be in prison. <laughs> that would not that would not go well for people. You can't be like that. I'm sorry. That's how, like, serial killers are made. He's a serial killer, I think. Yeah, if he hadn't gotten what he wanted, it was only a matter of time before he snapped. Yeah, it's funny because until this conversation, I've always thought of that movie and thought, Lon Hammond got screwed. And I kind of want to get that on a t-shirt and just wear it around every so often and make eye contact with people and just be like, you know what this shirt means. Like, I don't need to explain this. Lon Hammond got screwed, bro. Because that guy was, like, picture perfect, whatever guy should aspire to be, successful you know caring attentive like he's like hey like i support you trying to be you like that's less that's cool 
Yeah, but did he try to kill himself for her? Uh, no. No, you're right. He would exactly. not have committed yeah. suicide for her. And then, what a the, I don't know if it's like a Stockholm Syndrome, you know, like a branch off of that or something, but then that kicks in, and all of a sudden she starts not, not liking Lon, and I'm like, yo, why are we celebrating this? Like, the, the story should have, if the story was a happy ending, she should have ended up with Lon Hammond. Like, it's kind of messed up that she didn't, to be honest with you. And I don't want to hear the crap like it wasn't meant to be like she was. No, that's there's something messed up in there that made her want to go back to Noah. There's something messed up. There's there's a level of dysfunction for sure. There's something wrong and unhealthy there. It's 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 disturbing when you really think yeah, about it. I'm sorry, it, we're it's a weird. To, to... I'm, I'm sorry. That story is creepy. Like, no girl wants a guy to be that desperate. Like, that's how you get friend-zoned. I don't care if you're Ryan Gosling. I don't care if you're James Marsden. I don't care if you're Matthew McConaughey. I don't care if you're, I don't know, hand, insert handsome actor here. Like, no girl is going to be like, well, I'm not saying no girl because I'm sure there are girls who would lose themselves for that shit. But most of the women that I know who are strong and independent and, like, fucking live their own lives don't want a guy to be like i need you i need like i need to be with you i'm gonna kill myself if you like i can't be without you i know that blah 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 that doesn't work i'm sorry i'm just picturing uh the honest trailer for that in a world where it's okay to to not take no for an answer <laughs> I, there's got to be somewhere on the internet like that's yeah it's also let's talk about consent in that movie <laughs> i don't know if we're pitching the dark realistic world of this or if we're just picking apart the notebook yeah i was about to say how would we spin this into a new film that's darker so in the new film it's about a woman trying to escape a man who is obsessed <laughs> with her and has created a, a, and, a world where he thinks that they belong together and by the end of the movie she yields and goes to him no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, they kill each same. other. They in the end they kill each well, other not, and die in each other's arms. We're not we changing the storyline. We're not changing the storyline. We're just yeah, that's funny. They do that. Yeah. Um, we're not changing the storyline. We're just focusing on different details of it to make it darker. So in that scenario, yeah, we focus on the obsessive nature of Noah, and we focus on whatever it is about her that makes her go from I don't want to be around you to I can't get enough of you. And then they kill each other. <laughs> and then they kill each other. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so let's 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 go to the next one because I feel like that's good. And, and like at the end of each one of these, we have to have some kind of like new pitch for a film that's the exact same storyline but focuses on the darker sure. part. So I mean, I, I'm gonna go for the low hanging fruit here. I mean, there's there's two movies came out back a short while ago or a while ago um, around the same time. One was Passengers with Chris Pratt and jennifer lawrence and the other one was uh valerian and the city of a thousand planets uh with the uh i can't remember the the actor in that film's name it's it's something delavine and uh dane dehan and cara delavine yes and delavinji there was an there's an instant uh internet theory that the actors of those two films should have been swapped that that passengers <laughs> that passengers should have been about a semi attractive to maybe unattractive uh, Dane DeHaan obsessing over an extremely beautiful Cara Delevingne um, and that the plot of and I want to focus on the passengers aspect here because uh, the entire concept is that a guy is uh, shuttling through space on this passenger ship everyone's in hypersleep his hypersleep pod malfunctions and he wakes up. And he exists on this ship for like five years by himself. And he's just constantly trying to either fall back asleep or um, figure out how Fix to live. his pod. And right. he's going insane. So he starts watching through passenger logs and he finds uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who he just watches all of her interview tapes and everything and, and essentially falls in love with her and eventually snaps and decides that he's either going to uh, kill himself or wake her up. So he goes to kill himself. He can't do it. So he decides to wake her up, and, and then he, uh, then, basically forms a friendship with her. They start to fall in love. She finds out that he woke her up, and she feels betrayed, and is trying to escape him. And he's kind of letting her have her space. Okay, I, real quick, I don't think we need to go into the whole plot story of this movie. I think enough people have seen it, and sure. if you haven't seen it, go watch it. This movie, real quick before I, I gotta just say, this is one I can't believe I didn't talk about this on disappointments. This movie, I was actually genuinely so excited for, and then I was so I was irate when I saw that I I came out of this like 
very, very, very upset. I, it was pitched to me as a totally different movie, you know, like what it like and what you're, what you need to, what you're pitching is, is what it should have been. Right. And I think that when they first were making it is what it was. It's about a man slowly losing his mind and then wakes a girl up and they needed to follow that part. They needed to follow that storyline where this man basically doomed this woman to a life alone with him on a ship. Right. That's a way more interesting story than what it became, which became like, oh, well, now we need – because we got Chris Pratt, we have to turn it right. into – The ship is, the, um, the know, ship like is a falling kind of apart adventure. and it needs to be fixed. Yeah. And then they need to be together in the end. Exactly, and it shouldn't have been that. It, it should have been way creepier. And yeah, it was kind of weird because they, they literally at one point – they reveal that uh, – well, I mean we know all along that he woke her up. And then they reveal it to her, that character. And it's only later that she figures out that he's been awake for like a year or so, or like years. It's like, it's like five years, yeah. And and to the, the viewer, I think that was meant to be a way of being like, oh, he's redeemed in a way. Like he literally went that long without doing it. I mean, I think that was the point though, was for you to go, oh, like, I guess, I mean, I guess it's not as bad because he literally, you could tell he did everything he could to not do it to her. And then he just couldn't kill himself. And so, but, but the part where it's weak is that they didn't reveal that to us until the very end, very briefly. And instead, like, I don't know. I feel like you like, to your point, there might've been a better way to dive into that stuff. We know that he wakes up and is alone for a few years. We didn't we know, know how long it was until the end. We knew it was a few years. She didn't know. The I, I was thinking know. it was months the whole time. I seem to distinctly remember watching that film and being like, whoa, how long was he awake? And you're like, oh, because like when you see it through, I really think that they made it in a way that he's only portrayed to be awake for a few months or so at tops. But so, then you find out he's been awake for a really long ass time. And all of a sudden, it, like I remember having the feeling of like, oh, maybe he's not totally evil then. I mean, so so <sighs> if I could change one detail about the film is, and again, this is something that I've read. It's not my own original thought. And I, I read it and went, fuck, that would have been such a good film is – the entire time she comes across this discovery that he has been trying to break into like the captain's quarters of the ship and he's been using power tools and he can't do it um and the the actual film doesn't really provide a good explanation other than that other than the captain is in there and that he's trying to wake up the captain specifically to help him fall back asleep uh, and what the alternate ending to this film that someone wrote was that he has actually woken up multiple different women multiple different times and then all of them have rejected them, and then he's killed them, and uh, <laughs> threw them out in the airlock. And that there's a recording of him throwing them in the airlock that's kept in the captain's quarters. And he's trying to break See? into the captain's quarters to delete the better footage. movie. And better well, why, movie. Why would he care? Why would he care about the recording? He's going to be dead a hundred years before anyone watches. Well, because it. he he keeps trying to prevent. Uh, I don't know the next girl that he wakes up from finding out. I think that there's oh so much better of a movie in that movie that, that if they focused though. on any one of the things, you know what I mean? Either have them both wake up accidentally and make it a mystery of what happened, right? And just or whatever, or they like have to figure out a way to live together and do that, or make it that this guy loses his mind <laughs> and starts killing people, or any like there's so many options that they could have gone with, and instead they did like this weird miss. I think they were going to go in a way darker direction. And then they got Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence who were at that time, America's sweethearts, you know, Chris Pratt was coming off of guardians of the galaxy and Jurassic world. Jennifer Lawrence had just won her Oscar for uh silver, silver linings playbook. Yeah. Um, I think that they were, they were like, Oh shit, we got too good of people. Like we can't make them bad guys. We have to make this a love story. And so they tried to salvage a horror movie and make it into a love story. And it didn't work. It was really upsetting. I, just I just remember walking out of the theater with my wife and being like that bothered me. Darker so in this much. sense is not just like us having some fun. Like it actually probably would have made the film a lot stronger. Is what you're saying? So much better. All right, I'm jumping in with one. Doctor Doolittle and not Doolittle the fucking uh, the new one. Yeah, not that. I haven't watched it. I'm not Neither going to. Apparently, he pulls something out of a dragon's butthole. I'm, I don't know. Well, I don't get it. But you've got my um, attention. <laughs> um, but i like the idea of focusing on uh like a surgeon who only works on humans finding out that he can talk to animals and 
all the animals are just like telling him to kill. <laughs> and well, they, like, what would they actually be saying? Like, if we're because well, like, let's this... think about like Son of Sam. Like, I mean, we know that he was lying. He didn't actually hear an animal telling him to do this. But like, the idea that people believed was that his neighbor's dog was telling him to cut people's throats or whatever and cut their heads off and shit. But it turns out he was just really into that kind of shit. But what if in this regard it is? him like thinking that he can talk to animals and hiding it from people but like thinking that he and like becoming a veterinarian but like all the animals are telling him to kill people and we watch this surgeon slow descent into madness as he believes he can talk to animals but everyone else and basically at the end of the movie we're left to like wonder could he actually talk to the animals and he also is a serial killer or it was it all just a part of his imagination so I, I love the part about um you know, making it more open-ended on whether he can actually talk to animals or whether it's something that he just thinks is the case. Because we're not twisting the storyline or adding new details. We're really just focusing on, is that something that, you know, is actually occurring? And I think really, you know, what I question is like, okay, it's one thing to be able to have like a mental, like communication link with these creatures, but it's another for them to have the mental faculties to very clearly communicate with you and like have like human like thoughts, you know what I mean? And so I could see that being the case where like they're like all animals do is, you know, hunt, have sex and sleep. Right. And therefore, like really, I guess if he was actually communicating with them, you could go down a, a much more limited communication scope of like them kind of giving him those kind of like transferring those like natural animal tendencies to him that would lend to your storyline. It would be constantly invasive thoughts about hunting primal, and killing and yeah about these primal urge and he would slowly right. descend into more of a primal existence that he's, right. that he's trying to right. resist so i could see that for sure without adding any more details now the other side of it is you know the storyline actually being a question of whether he's just freaking nuts or whether he is just this doctor that could talk to yeah it doesn't need to, to go the serial killer route i i just added that now that's not even in my notes but I do think that like watching a person slow descent into madness because they believe that they can talk to animals and whether or not the animals are actually yeah, talking good. to him or not leaving that open, that's an interesting story. That was really good. Very... You could totally go darker. Yeah. And I feel like we have we can put David Fincher on it <laughs> and it becomes yourself. really interesting. <laughs> God, you know what? It's it's a uh it's making me I didn't even think about this one until you just said that, but uh same same actor and uh the nutty professor. You know, it's like a body, it's a body dysmorphia thing. Like, I mean, the Nutty Professor is just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? So it's already a darker story. Yeah, well, and they, and they do actually get a little dark where he turns into a total asshole when he gets thin or whatever. But right. I, I think you could do more with that. You know what I mean? Like, I think you could really dive into like what it's doing to his mental state, you know, where he's his sweetheart when he's heavy. But the moment he gets thin, he turns into a dick and it's just... I think that they're like that you see that in scenes, but really you could go way further with that. Buddy love. Buddy love. Buddy love, baby. Yeah, so I like that one. Uh, let me jump in um, with the one I, I threw you guys as an example when I suggested this topic. Uh, going Disney with Peter Pan. Now, Peter Pan, you watch it and you're like, yeah, great, feel good movie. But really, how messed up would it be for a bunch of lost boys to be living in a little boy colony? out in the woods having to do their own hunting having to, to have their own societal order which isn't really order at all i mean i the what i equated it to was lord of the flies and we see how that story goes if you've ever uh, read lord of the flies or seen any film adaptation on it uh, it's a train wreck it's it's absolute disaster there's just not a whole lot of structure that goes on and it really just turns into a free-for-all and i think the lost boys would be very similar i mean really all they do is worship this living deity among them which is peter um because of his ability to fly and because he was the one that came in with the ideals that they all live by but you could just go so much darker on that side of things just they're they're living you know like a day in the life of a lost boy and then on the other side of things um they're getting hunted by pirates which means that we have a pirate crew that is hunting little boys and you could without making too many changes focus on that and have a much much darker more twisted story yeah i mean i i that's the thing i think that peter pan it's been around for so long that i feel like it you can find that right you can find this weird 
developed or like you know darker version somewhere it it exists somewhere i have to believe it um but yeah i think that that's a good one i don't even have any comments on it because i just think that it makes sense it, like all the pieces do fall into place as soon as you say what if you made peter pan darker and then there's like, like well, yeah, I mean, I yes. totally do that. <laughs> if it's, sense. If it's <laughs> about one character who has these magical powers who just doesn't want to be alone anymore I mean, like in the actual book, he he, uh, I believe, banishes some of the Lost Boys when they're getting too old, and it's like, you know, there's some connotations there. Is he fucking killing these guys because they're no longer? There's no actual book, or like, based on a play. or like, why do they need to be so young? Like, why do they need? Why is there an age cutoff? Now, the other thing is, Whoa. is <laughs> that's too dark. Let's not go that far. The other thing is, uh, <laughs> the one I touched on as well in this example was Tinkerbell. Like, she gets mistreated by Peter constantly. And she just is this loyal sidekick to him through thick yeah, and thin. Yeah, but when she dies, he cries, and it brings her back to life. Cool. <laughs> like, that doesn't make it okay. Like, there's just something really messed up there about his, like, lack of appreciation for her and, like, how she continually just keeps coming back. And I think you could dive into that relationship alone as far as, like, something that, that can go a lot darker. God, that, like, 2006 Peter Pan movie has the best score it's sound it's so good I, I gotta go listen to that soundtrack um all right jeff did you have a did you have another example uh i did not prepare one uh i know brian and i when when he came up with this idea we're talking about disney films um and and the more that i thought about disney films i, I realized there's already like a, i kept thinking of disney films and then i started thinking about dysfunction in general uh this might be off topic but um I don't know. Like, I was trying to picture a, a Disney film like uh, Sleeping Beauty or something, and I was like, fuck, there's already a level of darkness in all of those. Um, like, for example, let's just, let's just pick Sleeping Beauty, where it's about a Princess Aurora uh, who is being obsessed over by this evil witch who's trying to get revenge on her father. She gets raised out in the countryside, and at the age of 16, there's this curse that she's going to uh, fall asleep forever. Um, and at the end of the story, I mean, there's so many different areas you can focus on there where it's, I mean, we've already seen uh, Maleficent from the witch's perspective, but even like up from the prince's perspective of coming into this so late in the story and coming across this young girl that he then meets once, she essentially falls into a coma and then he feels responsible for trying to bring her back to life with a kiss. Um, I don't know, not, not a fully fleshed out thought, but that was what came to mind when I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, and I feel like there's a darker yeah, story su in there. Super, super messed up. I mean, the concept of like, you know, coming up and kissing a sleeping woman in general, I think there's a theme there that's just is really that he's That up. he's only met once uh, with no information about whether or not it would work. Like, yeah, it's, it's romanticized in the Disney film that it's, you know, love's true kiss or whatnot, but um, super, super dysfunctional, obsessive, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think all of them have these weird, you know, undertones of just like, I don't know, like something darker. And I think I actually was advocating that we do a whole topic on just Disney films that could go darker. Like I was talking not to throw your story away, but now I was talking about Aladdin and just being like, dude, the social class narrative of, you know, him being it, a street rat like and a being worthless. Slumdog millionaire. Yeah, like the, you could go into the social class differences and like, like big time and then the other thing is the slavery theme with genie like super messed up you know what i mean and like like you could really dive into what happened where genie got into the lamp in the first place and like what is it what's the story there i got a couple right now just thinking about this well hold on i don't want to get off aladdin i don't want to get off aladdin though i, I did i did want to mention like it, well there's an interesting portrayal i was thinking about aladdin the other day and uh genie is not depicted as typical genies are genies are typically manipulative people that will turn your wish on itself so that you don't actually get what you want um, like if someone asks for you know a million pounds of gold they'll spawn the gold on top of you and you're you know buried underneath it and you're fucked and you can't spend it genie goes in in the aladdin film goes way up and above uh the call of duty when it comes to like aladdin's like i want to be a prince and genie's like all right here's a fucking parade and i'm going to be your fucking spokesperson 
on your on your entrance to this castle. Like he doesn't just say "Boom, you're a prince." Here's a certification. Like he goes way out of his way. So, are we talking about the darker version of Aladdin, or are we talking about genie? Well, I'm just I'm saying that is definitely an aspect where it's they portrayed him as this lighthearted character that that tries really hard, whereas if they depicted him as this manipulative person and used him as an agent within the story a more, as well. A more traditional genie, right. Exactly. What, I mean, Tyler, like, it's it's just these little things that are mentioned in the actual movie that they don't flesh but I feel out. Like, so I feel like this, I stayed away from a lot of the Disney stuff because it's all, most of these are based on fairy tales that are in and of themselves way darker stories. Like, they are way, sure. dark, like, think of Hercules. The Hercules is such a dark story if you really get down into the gritty of it, right? But they don't, they, they shy away from a lot of that. I mean, even Sleeping Beauty is essentially about an old woman who poisons a young girl and then that young girl i think in the in the the fairy tale is like essentially raped by the prince and like wakes up to give birth to chil- to his children or something like that if wow. i remember right yeah so like while she's asleep like the king like decides that he's in love with her and like has sex with her while she's sleeping and then like what brings her back to life is like childbirth i think like yeah that's I mean, that's, it's been a long time since I went back and read those fairy tales, but every single one of them, I mean, Little Mermaid is uh, way darker. Um, Hans Christian Andersen, I mean, Frozen is about, is not about like two sisters discovering they love each other. One is about a snow queen who like literally freezes an entire country and like kills a bunch of people um, and then like is defeated. You know, these aren't like happy stories. So I guess with this topic. I guess for this topic, you'd have to only run with the movie adaptation and or, dive into some of the things that I, they probably don't even dive into in the books. I mean, even in, um, you know, uh, the st- stories that Aladdin's based off of, I don't think they dive anywhere into Genie's background. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, in like, Well, I don't think the Genie is as big of a character in Aladdin. No, because Aladdin is based is an amalgamation of a bunch of different characters from the 40 Thieves novel yeah, right. from, the, from the Middle East. So I think the genie is just a small story in that we, you know, Disney just took that inspiration and yeah. made their own. So, so with this thing, we'd really, I guess, to more narrow it down, you really couldn't go into the literature aspect. You'd have to just kind of run off the movies. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like you're touching on Hercules. Like I was going to say, even the film itself, like the, the Disney film of Hercules, um, there's, there are ancient Greek you know, movies out now that are just that show how much worse those conditions were, and how harsh harsh it was to be a a warrior, a soldier in that time, and you know, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, the original Hercules or like you know Heracles legends are terrible. They're absolutely a, a terrible gut wrenching story that <laughs> you could not flesh out in a Disney Horrifying. film. <laughs> what a trial he's forced to do be in. Um, I I think that you could do a a Sleeping Beauty movie or a movie called Sleeping Beauty that's about the court case of a man who raped a woman while she was asleep. That's a dark (laughs) retelling of that fairy tale. Yeah. Um, So I to take away from these Disney fairy tales because I think that once you get into those, you 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 can't touch on remaking them without just like directly referencing the original plot story, right? Like Beauty and the Beast is a story of a woman held captive and then suffering from Stockholm syndrome, right? Like that's what that movie is. I mean, that's basically passengers. There you go. <laughs> Beauty of the beast is just passengers retold <laughs> or retelling passengers. is just a remake of Beauty and the beast. Um, my next one was spy kids doing a dark, like gritty version of spy kids where like two kids, parents are found to be spies and are, taken away to an extra another dimension by a mad scientist and then they have to become like actual gritty action spies and go and like this man this scientist has like an army of men made of thumbs come on this is a dark movie this could be this has potential to be really horrifying and dark again i don't see how venture to direct it i I don't see how in this in this retelling if we're looking for a grittier how these kids survive because they don't have the survival skill they're just going to get fucking annihilated that's if, why they go to spy school i i just Duh. don't yeah, for how long i feel like those parents are dead by the time those kids get there if they take too long to be trained i just don't feel like that movie works unless it's in this fantastical uh concept and yet you wanted to talk about disney movies they don't work unless they're in that context tyler do you have any more 
I mean, well, uh, do you have any more ideas so for Spy Kids? I'm I'm curious about it. I just don't. I I can't picture it. I just think that if you took it in a more serious direction, I mean, maybe the monsters made of thumbs is taken out and replaced with henchmen. I mean, and well, it's I was just thinking, like a James Bond movie, but interdimensional if it's, James Bond. If it's humans that have been transformed into these thumb monsters, that would be a dark twist because they show up and these people are like, fucking fix me. I'm a monster. <laughs> like you got Frankenstein effect there. Um, um th- Yeah, I don't know. That was my mind, but apparently you guys hate it. So let's no, I move mean, on. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. Tell do you have any more? No. Okay. You got one? Yeah, I not really. I mean, I mine more than mainly the Disney ones, but to your point, like a lot of the source material is darker. Um, you know, and I think we could wrap it there. I think we've really touched on the on the topic. I personally, I, I would say my favorite out of that is is the Doctor Doolittle spin with not being able to tell throughout the whole film whether you can actually talk to him or not. <laughs> that to, that to me seems like that'd be a hell of fun. Put enough nods to like it could be real, but then also a, enough where it's like, is it or you know what I mean? And like, yeah, I think that and get Eddie Murphy back to play the same character, <laughs> just a new version. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can wrap it. Uh, anything? Anyone else got any parting thoughts on these? Um, no, I would, I would challenge anyone listening to to throw some at us that we might have missed. Yeah, what do you think deserves a dark, gritty, heavy reboot? With, without changing the details of the story, we're just focusing on different themes within that story that are alluded to in the actual source material. Right. Right. So, tell us what you think would be a good one. Um, thanks for listening. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at CleverKidsPod. Um, let us know if you agree with me that Spy Kids would be a great option. And... Um, we're here yeah and also you're probably gonna get two episodes this week because uh audio got crapped out last week but i think i might be able to rescue it i don't know whose fault was that uh definitely brian's Uh, yep definitely brian um great well uh thanks for listening see you next week yeah thanks for listening